Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hashtag no music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Scenes Through the Podcast. I apologize to the listeners if I sound super tired and super sleepy, um, but it's because I am. But uh, Ryan and I have been meaning to do, we were going to record this episode yesterday and it just didn't happen. We're, and so we're, we're getting it up here. Hopefully this will be posted tonight or in the morning, Tuesday morning. We we gotta talk about it, bro. Like there's this 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 debate on Twitter, and we we saw it's like you know, Saints were team Jameis, or should the Saints go after Matt Stafford? Like the fact you know it comes out that both the Lions and Matt Stafford both would mutually you know say like, hey, it's ain't, this ain't working. Like we gotta go separate ways. Um, and it seems like it's, they're being amicable about it and trying to. Uh, get Matt Stafford traded to an NFL team. And it's something that even when Kevin Patrick was on our show earlier, like, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, the, like, you can, the NFL, like, you can read the writing on the wall. That's one thing I yeah. do love about the league. Like, it's pretty transparent if you pay attention enough to, to smoke signals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it was looking like that going back to last year. Yeah, like, bro. Like, Detroit picked what? Did they pick two overall? Yeah. Oh, bruh, they're moving on from Matt Stafford now, and they could have had – I don't know, this is all hindsight, but they could have had Justin Justin Herbert. Come on, bro. Yeah, bruh. Hey, listen. Got to make them the big boy decisions, boy. <laughs> and Jeff Okuda just looked – I mean, that could have been Matt Patricia, oh, but man. he just – and I love Jeff Okuda as a bruh, prospect, I mean, bro. Uh, his, his prospect team looked good, but woof. Ooh, bro. But there's this this debate raging on. I mean, ever. I mean, <laughs> the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl, and like Saints Twitter Man. is just an upheaval. I had I've been having to give it a break, bro. Like I peek in, you know what I'm saying? Retweet, do a little quick laugh, and I get the fuck out of there, bro. Saints would have been like for a week straight since we lost that game. Saints would have been off the fucking hook, dog. Um, 
and just mad upheaval. It, uh, there's like these, all these fights going on. There's the Jameis versus Matt Stafford, you know, debate. We'll talk that. That's what our episode's about. There's like actual Saints fans and just people who are just fans of Drew Brees that are yeah, yeah. debating that's, each other. And that's, then, a, that's been going on all week. Like you got the hardcore like Drew Brees fans. And then you got like the pissed off Saints fan is like fuck Drew Brees, man. <laughs> and then like the, there's also like a generational gap because I've been seeing like oh these these young these young whippersnappers would have made it back in our day, like like <laughs> <laughs> they tweeting through it, through it, bro. Like the whole TL, they just tweeting through it, dog. It does. It also doesn't help that the Bucks, who the Saints beat twice but then lost in the playoffs, are going to the Super Bowl, and there's a lot of late like. I tweeted it. The Super Bowl is the almost Saints quarterback bowl, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Could have had either one, man. What, <laughs> bro? But so I, I saw someone, I saw someone ask this on Twitter. I saw a couple of this, a couple of people on Twitter asked this question. And they were just like, how like how do you emotion like they didn't they weren't asking me directly, but it was just like, how do you how do you emotionally disconnect from this team? Um, and I, I think you said it perfectly. It's like, as a person, you have to find a passion in your life outside of football. Like it can't, like you can't eat, sleep, breathe the Saints. Like we were, we have a Saints podcast, and neither of us, like, I don't, you know, what I'm saying, like, I don't wake up thinking about, you know, what I'm saying, it's just, yeah, 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 yeah. you. Like the NFC Championship game put so much perspective in my life because I just I hated how a football game made me feel like for a month, bro. Like it exactly. You and I don't and it's 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 different. It, it takes different things for different people, but you said it right. You have to find something outside of football that you're passionate about in your life and and just and just just enjoy 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 the ride like enjoy the the drama um but it to not have that feeling of yeah your, your life you're, your your life dictating if they win or lose like you you that's a bad place to be and look i think i think some saints fans feel and i felt this way it's like you think if you disconnect a little bit that that means you won't enjoy it as much, or you won't, you know what I'm saying? It's like you won't you won't enjoy football as much, or you won't be a a good fan anymore. Fuck all that shit. I still enjoy the shit out of football. I still enjoy the fuck out when the Saints win. I still enjoy. Yeah, man. I enjoy the city when the Saints winning. I enjoy. I mean, come on, man. You still gonna enjoy it, but you just got to like, like you really like really on a, like a psychological level. Yeah, really man. have to just kind of investigate yourself and do like a internal inventory of what you find important mentally and emotionally and all that shit. It's not like easy. It's not like you just wake up tomorrow like, no, no, you got to like work on yourself and you do. think about like what what's really important to me. Like what's really important. And you know, you just got to knock the saints down a couple pegs, man. You just got to knock them down a couple pegs to the you, point man. where when you wake up on Monday after a terrible loss, you just hop up like Oh, time to go. Another day. Right. No, no, let's get listen. I I want to okay, I'm gonna tell a story on this podcast. Not I don't even think if you know this. It's a story that 
only very few people know because it's a very, for me as a person, as a man, as a father, it's one of my worst, one, one of the top five worst decisions I've ever made in my entire life. Like it's that bad, right? And so let, this is talking about fandom, right? Let's talk about fandom. Let's go back to 2019 or excuse me, 2009 and Saints are undefeated. Uh, you know, they, they have this huge matchup against the Jets. I think that both teams were 4-0. Um, big game on CBS. It was Phil Sims and Jim Nance. Um, you know, Rex Ryan and his bravado was going against the Saints. And it was a big game. I, I remember it very vividly. Like, they had Thomas Jones and yep. all this. And, and that was a mark. Revis. And that was, like, I believe it was the Mark Sanchez first year. Or yep. made, so, at this time – my now ex-wife is pregnant with our daughter. So this, I don't remember. So this is probably week four. So maybe this is like maybe September, October. I don't know. I can look it up and give you the exact date, whatever. And pregnant with our daughter. I'm not going to put all our business on Front Street or all her business on Front Street. But um, maybe an hour before the game, hour, hour and a half before the game, she was like, hey, uh, at this point, she's probably what five months along ish, four or five, something around there. I don't know. Um, so hey, some I'm not feeling like the best. Um, you know, I think I should go to like the you know, go to the ER, get the baby checked out. And she had, you know, she had we had been to the ER like a couple of times prior to this. Um, and you know, nothing, it was no issue, whatever. And here I am, it's, it's Sunday. I'm a fan, and I'm like, and I downplay the, like the severity and the significance of it. And I'm like, I was like, oh, it's, it's probably it's probably nothing. Like, it's fine. She was like, no, like I need you to go to the and can like I, I we weren't married at the time, but like, can you can you come to the hospital? And I'm like, the the, the game is about to start. <laughs> The, the game is about to start. The, they're undefeated. The Jets, like, and I, I'll never forget it to this day, Ryan. I literally said, do I really need to go with you? <laughs> oh, man. Now. Kids mean, boy, that's that Jordan. <laughs> now, look, like, this is almost 11 years ago, because my daughter's almost 11. The like, the thought, like God forbid, it was it was okay. But like even to this day, like me and my obviously she's my ex wife. We're not together, but we're still very cordial. We still we still co-parent. One and, and she hated my obsession with football. She hated it, uh-huh. and she points to that example, saying like, I was pregnant with your child, and you didn't even go to the hospital with me, and I had like legit concerns about our child like looking back on that 11 like i was what 20 fuck 20 21 super young as fuck like that's an that's embarrassing yeah, like man. to see like where i am in my life and how much i care about my my kid and my daughter and to think that yeah. i couldn't go to the hospital with the mother of my child because she had legitimate like there are so many things but even which is crazy so that happened in 2009 it wasn't until nine years later 
in the NFC Championship game that I realized, what the fuck am I doing? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> took me nine years. Like, so if you can hear that story, like if you're listening to this podcast and, you, and you're thinking, Jesus fucking Christ, Adam, like what the fuck, like what the fuck were you thinking? Yo, disconnect from the Saints. It is possible. I, trust me, it is. Like there are bigger things. Sorry, I had to, I had to go on on that tangent. I had to tell it, but like you take it from someone who knows what it is to be so emotionally best. Like, bro, when when me like when me and my ex were together, like she knew not to schedule things for us to do on Sunday. Oh yeah, hell or, yeah. Or or I'd be like, oh, she she's hey, she's like, hey, are you free that day? Oh, let me check the schedule because I don't know if they're playing Monday Night Football. So I, bruh, like my my life was dictated around them, and that that's not healthy. It's not. It's not. And I, you know, I went through the same thing, man. Like me and my wife, she used to know not to like, don't fuck with me while I'm watching football, you know? Don't do it. And she would be like, she would tell me she would be nervous. Like she didn't want the Saints to lose, not because she cared, like, because she's a Saints fan, but she's not, she's not hardcore like me, but she's a Saints fan. But she didn't want them to lose, not because she didn't want them to lose. She didn't want them to lose because of the way it will affect me. Yes. And the way it affects you. By right. proxy, it affects her because exactly. when you're upset as as a as a as a man, your team does bad. All it takes is your girl saying that one thing, and you in the Saints just lose, and you like, what the oh. Oh. <laughs> come on, man. You're in a shitty mood on a beautiful Sunday. You're in a shitty mood. It's like, why are you in a shitty mood, bro? You know what I'm saying? Because a sports team lost. So yeah, like. We all right. We we covered that enough. Like, all right, we, all right bro. Sorry, I just I just I just had to go down that aisle because it just I feel like I, I see all these tweets and I just look at. It, I was like, man, these people are so like they haven't gotten there yet. Like that enlightenment, like, huh? It it, I, it hurts me for them. <laughs> like people are hanging up like everything Michael Thomas tweeted during fucking Tampa Bay. Oh like, man! Oh man! I mean, hey, they're going there, all the Saints players. Saints players just enjoying life. They're like, yeah, where to go, Tampa Bay? Yeah. <laughs> PJ Williams, uh, <laughs> Cam. Here's, here's the thing that people got to realize as fans. Listen, I get that they're division rivals. And listen, I will tell you this. You as a Saints fan probably hate the Bucks players more than Saints players dislike the Bucks players. The, yeah, NFL, the NFL is a huge fraternity. These players work out together in the off season. They like it. Like, they played each other in college. They know each other. It's just like it's a it's a brotherhood. <laughs> and so I get it. Like they're division rivals, and you're like, yo, um, they're going to the fucking Super Bowl. But like on the other hand, as a player, they realize the grind and the effort that it took. To get there, I get it. It's a bad visual, like it because it looks like uh, like yeah, yeah. you guys doing it. But like you got to look at it from the like the other the other lens of it too. Exactly, exactly. So you know, so if the Saints players can disconnect, God damn it, you could disconnect too. <laughs> Come on, man! Like, bro, the Saints players had disconnected as soon as, soon as that game was over, bro. <laughs> that game was over. Moving on, yeah. Um, all right, let's 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 talk about it. Um, this 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 debate that I've seen going back and forth on on Twitter 
about Stafford or Jameis. We're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to talk about Deshaun Watson. Let's just keep it. Because I, because unlike Aaron Rodgers and unlike Deshaun Watson, I do think that the Saints acquiring, acquiring Matt Stafford is very it, – it's in the realm of possibility. Absolutely. More so than getting a Watson or getting a, a Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. – um. And I'm going to start the conversation with this. And I get his, his, the issues that come with him in terms of injuries, durability, things like that. But the sense I got on Twitter is, um, have, have people in Saints Twitter like actually watched Matthew Stafford? Like as a player? Like have they? Like I just, I, 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 I got the sense that like, like no one's like seen him play. Like, yeah, it, it was weird. It was weird to to read like people were like, oh, "Wait, Matthew Stafford's going to cost a first round pick?" Ew, no. Right. Do, you know, do we know who we drafted in the first round last year? I, I saw I saw things like, "Oh, he's pretty much the same player as Jameis Winston," and I was like, "Come on, man!" I was like, "Come on now!" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I get it. Like, you know, Matthew Stafford, he's not, you know, it's not like he's had a bunch of key wins, never won a playoff game, barely been to the playoffs, shitload of losses, shitload of, I mean, team just hadn't been good. Like, I get that point of it. But remove all that, he's a good fucking quarterback, man. He's a franchise quarterback. There's a reason, you know, the Lions have kept him all these years. It's like, he's a legitimate franchise quarterback. He's one of the few bright spots of the team. You know what I'm saying? He's a legitimate franchise quarterback that's, you know, that's thrown, you know, he's thrown for big touchdowns, yards, he's won big games, but, you know, his team has been absolute shit. Whole organization has been absolutely shitty. But look, like, as far as, like, comparison to Jameis, and I'm like a Jameis fan. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, I want to see Jameis start, man. Like, I was, I was a Jameis fan. But it's just not a Major comparison. I mean, you talk, talk about Jameis. Jameis is a guy we all laughed at a year ago. Jameis is a guy eating the W's. Jameis is a guy that always was, you know, put up prolific numbers, but was just a, just always did things that made you lose games, you know. And I'm not saying that that's what he would be if he, you know, started for the Saints, but you you have to make you're trying to make that projection. You're trying to say Jameis is going to be a different player under Sean Payton. But with Stafford, it's like you know what you're getting. You don't need like, to be a different player, right? So I feel like, like yeah, we, be healthy, we, and you know. <laughs> no, so I'm just saying, like, I feel like everyone's putting this this projection on Jameis. Yeah, of like, well, like Sean Payton, like. Someone made a good point on Twitter. Was like, have we seen? I mean, yeah, what he did with Teddy and what he's done with you know with Taysom against, but like, besides Drew, like has like we just haven't seen it, right? And I feel and here's here's the big thing that we keep going back to, and you made a perfect point of this last podcast. James is a free agent. Like yeah. he he is not like maybe they have a. Uh, wink, wink Hashtag deal, deal. Yeah. or something like that. But all it takes is one team. Like, because think about it, there's gonna be. If I've been talking about this with you the last couple of days. There's gonna be so many teams in the quarterback market. Oh, it is man. gonna be flooded. 
All it takes is if the Saints and James had a weak wing deal and another team comes around and says, hey, we'll give you five million more. We'll give you t- whatever it is. What's the same from him to like, all right, well, bye. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a game of musical chairs, man. Like, it could happen so easy, so easy and so quick. So just to think like, oh, he's just going to sign back with the Saints. I think so. I think he's going to sign back with the Saints, but it's not like a guarantee, you know? At all, like at all. So I mean, it's it's just a we'll see. But this is the situation we're in, man. We got one quarterback on the roster. You know what I'm saying? Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, a, a quarterback ish. You know <laughs> he has he has quarterback like tendencies. <laughs> right, right. So I mean, it's where we at, though, man. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, debate. But you know, I mean, it's it, it is funny though. I mean, because I still haven't really decided where I fall on it. Like, do would you want the draft capital doesn't concern me so much? But you're going to give up a first round pick at least. You're going to give at up least, like at and, least. I, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, the the contract, the way it looks now, is like it's pretty much friendly. You know what I'm saying? It's it's team friendly. The Saints are going to have to do some things, some some uh some accounting tricks to get under the cap. That would be able to fit him under, but still, like his contract isn't ridiculous. So you know that's that's good. Um, you know the major worry is any kind of long term commitment because, like I said, he's had back issues, which is a killer. Like it took it ended Romo's career early. It ended so many careers. All it takes is like one more hit. Make it end. Okay. I mean, there were there were questions going into last season. Whether he will retire or what, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like you just like I, I would like to have him, but you just got to keep also that in mind. Like you got to hedge your bets. You don't want to give up too much as far as like into your future, you know, to take because it's gonna be a gamble. You know what I'm saying? He's in his 30s. He's played for a long time. He took a lot of beatings. He's you know 40, 50 sacks a year. You know what I'm saying? So. It'll be a great spot for him, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, They'll man. protect him well here. They'll protect him well. He have weapons. He have a defense. Great coaching. He'll probably probably get good coaching. So it'll be, you know, I would love to see it, but it, it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting kind of weighing out pros and cons and all that shit. So I guess it, it seems like we're, we're kind of anti-gamers. I want to ask you, what are what are the pros that you like in theory, if Jameis is brought back, like what does he bring oh, over man. over Matt Stafford? Uh, he's one, he's younger, he's durable. You know, I don't even know if he's missed a game with an injury, he missed a game for being a creep, but you know, that's a different, that's a whole different issue right there. Um, uh, you know, I mean, look, strong arm, talented, smart. Been in the system for a year, like there are plenty of positives to just like, and he shouldn't break the bank to bring him back at least for another year. You know, I mean, he, you know, he took a one million dollar contract last year. Nobody really scrambled to pick him up last year. I don't see why teams will be, you know, throwing him twenty, twenty five million, you know, thirty million this year, you know, this year either, you know. But you're gonna have to pay him like a starting quarterback too. If he's, I, I, I think he gets something like a like similar to like what Teddy got. I mean, yeah. I don't know if the Saints pay him not, but like Yeah, what, he's gonna get something, you know, 20, 15, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. 
a prove-it deal, like a straight-up prove-it deal. Like, look, right. bro, let's do what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Probably going to have a shitload of incentives in it and stuff like that. But the money, you know, the money's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, I think, you know, he braves. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff, you know, especially if you think about it, Sean Payton is spent time with him in the building, knowing what he's seen. There's a lot to like, you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be mad. Like, if, if Sean Payton just made that decision, I would just respect it. I'd be like, okay, there must be something there. You know what I'm saying? There must be something there. And we know he would open up different aspects of the playbook oh that God. we just hadn't seen in a while. You know what right. I'm saying? I, I, one thing in, in the debate, though, that people, like, someone said, like, oh, I just want to see you know, with Jameis, you, you know, we would get a quarterback, like, with a rocket arm in, in, in the Saints' offense finally. I'm like, did, 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 someone, did someone just go and just delete all of Matthew Stafford's, like, throws from, like, the season? <laughs> Like I, <laughs> I mean, he's still, after all these years, still like one of the top five arms in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, still oh, he, so Saints fans, if if I don't know if, if you have the NFL version where you can watch games or whatever, but if you just look at the last the last game of the season that the Detroit Lions played against the Vikings, and I know the Vikings had terrible defense. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's not what I'm looking, uh, what you're, what you're assessing per se. All you're just looking at is the arm talent and the throws that he made in that game and the ball placement that he made in that game to his receivers. It should tell, like this, this literally is the last game of the like, Lions play. Should tell you everything you need to know about Matthew Stafford's arm talent. Like honestly, their arm talent between him and Jameis is probably a wash. Like it's not. Yeah. You know, so like I, I, just I will. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say Matt Stafford got a little, little more of a, a fucking cannon. Yes. Not, you know, not, not so much a distance. Like they both could throw that motherfucker. Yes. But like just when it comes down to like click, clack, boom, like Stafford has that. You know what I'm saying? Like this yes. is, he will pull that trigger and it'll fucking go. And they've got smoke on the end of that bitch. You um, know what I'm saying? And I and I something that I, I prefer over Stafford too is just his, his accuracy. He's just a more accurate yeah. quarterback than. Oh yes, and that's always been a Jameis like, always been a Jameis issue. And I'm a big believer in this. One of the hardest things to fix. You can't fix it. Like, look, Josh yeah. Allen. Although, it, although I, I know you didn't see the game last night, but I saw some of it, and it, you know it's gonna rear his ugly head. You know what I'm saying? It's I was like, so oh, to fix that, that, bro. There, there, there it is. There it is. We've we seen it with Cam Newton. Like, sometimes Cam Newton will fix it for a little while. You're like, oh, shit, Cam Newton, he's accurate now. And then it just starts back. spraying all over the place. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things. But Matt Stafford, he's always been a, a accurate quarterback. So, you know, like, if you just, you know, put all the pros and negatives in one pot, all the pros and negatives in another pot, and try to weigh it out, you know, maybe it kind of balances out just a little bit, or maybe I do. I do think it's it's a little more balanced than I initially thought it was because yeah, because with with Stafford to get him, in theory, the Saints for sure have to give up number twenty eight overall. Like oh. That's gone, and then maybe I don't know, but maybe Detroit says, "Hey, we need a, we need a second rounder next year." Right. You know. With Jameis, if you if the Saints are able to, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge type of thing, deal in place, 
you're not giving up any draft capital. Um, and like you said, he's younger and he's been in the system for a year. We've already seen him throw a touchdown for the Saints. Um, I, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm just looking from the aspect of who gives the Saints a better chance to win. Like the team, if, if the team remains as currently constructed and we have no idea how this is going to happen this offseason, I'm telling, I'm, been, I'm telling people, buckle up. It's good. March is going to be fucking wild, bro. Like, I, it's going like, the last time I said that on Twitter, I, I bro, you know what I was thinking about? It's like, you know, Sean Payton, like, at the end of every season, he's like, he's just thinking, you know what I'm saying? He's thinking. Yeah. And sometimes he does some dumb shit too, sometimes. You got to watch him. Marcus Davenport was, was one of them. Davenport, or he's looking at, a lot of times, he'll look at, how the Saints lost, or he'll look at the teams that's winning, the team that's going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. So I, I'm just wondering what he's thinking. Is he looking at Mahomes like, man, I need a fucking, I need a stud back stop, there. I need somebody that can sling that motherfucker. Stop it. Thinking like that? Is he I, thinking I, like? I, I wish he would think like that and then slap himself in the fucking face. <laughs> is he thinking like, I need you know, like a tie Bowles defense winning, you know, winning the winning the game for Tom Brady. No, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's that man because I think he knows. I, I think I think if he watch if he watched that game, besides the offensive line interior didn't play great, but it played decent enough. Is he saw the thing that held the Saints from winning on two Sundays ago was a quarterback. Straight up, that, that, that's just being real. Like that, that was the, that was the difference of the game. So. And I know Saints fans will be like, oh, Tom Brady threw picks, threw picks too. But Tom Brady made enough of the the plays that needed to be made, he made. Oh, are we talking about the game, the game yesterday? Yeah, just yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he threw three, he threw three picks in the second half, but like Drew Brees, and I love Drew. Love him. Love him. Love him. But that pass to Scotty Miller. Woo. <laughs> he wasn't making that Lambo. <laughs> You wasn't making that pass in limbo, dog. <laughs> oh, bro. Like, Tom Brady, they, they, okay, look, the Bucks won, but at halftime it was 28 to 10. The Bucks defense held off Green Bay from making their comeback, but Tom Brady was part of how they got the 28 points, too. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. They, they, they got a big turnover. The Bucks did get a big turnover um, in Devin White, fumble, like a fumble recovery. Like, that helped a lot. But like, I Tom Brady did he play the best yesterday? No, no, he did. And we're not we're not sitting here caping for Tom Brady. Like, no, not at all. Fuck him. Like, fuck Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? But but like, I'm just saying. you got to keep sitting like realistically too. Like, he did enough in that game for them to win as well. And I just hate it because I, I mean I gotta I guess I gotta make an apology to Greg Rosenthal. You know what I'm saying? Because, oh boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like me, yeah, I was I was getting a little heated on Twitter. I'm like, you know, I'm like, look, we we got enough on the team, but we don't need Drew Brees to be a Superman. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I still do feel that way in some part. Like, we don't need Drew Brees, but I just, I, I guess, I just, I thought we had a little more out of Brees. We didn't, you know? we didn't need him to be Superman, but we, no, we didn't, no. but we didn't need whatever. Like, and here's another, like. 
not to go back on, on the Bucks game, but like he has made so many undrew like plays, like those misses to AK. Like, yeah, hey, I, don't know, I, was... I don't know who that quarterback is. You and you were waiting for it to come back, like you know what I'm saying? Like, remember the the, the Vikings game playoffs, you know, the Minnesota Miracle game? Oh, and he had a terrible first half, you know what oh I'm saying? First half, killer, but that second half, that second half was just. That was, that's one of his his best two quarters. I, oh man, bro, you probably his last best two quarters in the playoffs when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was because I still remember that that fourth down to Willie Sneed, bro, and like oh man, we was fucking sweating and you just bah, like damn, you know what I'm saying? Just a beautiful out, and he had to make that throw, and it just was on a rope. Oh Jesus, you know that, what I'm saying? And it, it just wasn't in no more, man. The, like it wasn't the, there. The the he touchdown couldn't handle pressure anymore. Yeah, that that's the big thing I really took away from that Bucks game. Like, it yeah, when it's it was it was you know was you know and, was like, and that's another yeah, but that's another thing that's going back to when I was thinking about what Sean Payton looking for. To me, like that's in what when what we looking out for as a QB, whoever the QB is going to be for the Saints in this league. With how talented, talented defensive lines are, you, you can't be a stack in the pocket, bro. You have to be creative in the pocket. That doesn't mean you got to be Lamar Jackson, right? But you have to be able to create. Like you have to be able to have some creativity when the play breaks down, when your your you know your 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 left guard is peaked, or you know what I'm saying, or uh, uh, seizure seizure having a seizure or whatever. <laughs> you gotta have. You gotta have. It's gonna be three or four players in the game. Where they just have to create something. Think yeah. of Patrick Mahomes versus the Saints. That, uh, it, that, the if anyone saw the game, the AFC Championship game last night, he makes yeah. two plays. I know you didn't watch it, but he makes two plays where I believe it was Jerry Hughes or somebody's coming on a on a blitz, and they they kind of have him, and he has the fucking wherewithal to before he gets sacked. He throws like a twenty-yard strike behind the flag. <laughs> That's like those are the keys to me. It's not so much. It is man. Can he throw you know 30, 40 yards and all that shit? Like those are great. Like don't get me wrong, but it's those little creativity plays that a that a defense can't really do nothing about. No, but it's about it's a break breaker. It's a break. It's a break breaker. That's what the Saints need right now. That's what the Saints need. So who provides that? You know, is it Stafford? Is it is it Jameis? Is it, you know, what are these rookies coming out? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's oh, it's just can, can I just Patrick Mahomes' third AFC championship game was yesterday. He's going to his second Super Bowl in a row, bro. Third. Like <laughs> he, he mean, was Drew, a Drew Drew been the three, you know what I'm saying? Wait. <laughs> Yes, yeah, he's three, been a three. three, three yeah. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was, a, was an offsize away from going to three Super Bowls in a row, bro. Like that's that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. Like people don't under like I, I know people hate how much like, and I get it, it's kind of like the LeBron thing. I know people hate how much yeah. the media like sucks him off and and praises him. Like just 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 take just step away from that. Drew Brees has been in the league how long? And he's only been to one Super Bowl. So, same thing for Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Same thing yeah. for Aaron Rodgers. Same thing. Patrick Mahomes is going to his second. It was one 
defensive fumble or defensive fuck up away from going to three Super Bowls in a row. And, and, this, and this motherfucker Tom Brady. Come on, man. Since he was 37 years old, he going to his fourth fucking Super Bowl, bro. That is wild. Since he's, he's 37. He's playing in his 10th Super Bowl. Bro, that is almost an entire season worth of games, Ryan. That don't make no fucking sense, bro. That don't it's, make no sense, man. His 10th. Like, that's, that's, like, there should be a law. There should be a law, man. That's not fair. It's not fair, man. Well, it ain't fucking he, fair. He wanted, he wanted to come to the mall for a little while, bro. Mall before. <laughs> he wanted to come to the mall before. <laughs> it, you, it's, it, I think some of that was pride. Like, Drew was like, man, if I retire retired this year and this dude come in and fucking just. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think, I think that play, I think that 100% played a played a factor into it. I, I do, man. I, I, I really believe that shit. Because Breeze like, is close. He's like, no, I, I not, not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so you brought up you brought up a young, you know, potentially being a young quarterback, you know, because of the Saints are picking 20 fucking eight, um, the chances of, I mean, unless they fall in love with someone and someone just falls and tumbles, but, you know, them picking a quarterback that low seems difficult, but yeah. someone that we both watched is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Um, I watched two game two games of his a couple of weeks ago. You watched about two and a half games of his. He's he's a very intriguing prospect. Like that's the best way I can describe him. Yes. Um, some of that just is due to how he was utilized at North Dakota State. Because uh, basically, I felt like they tried to make him taste him like every play. Like, <laughs> like, he, they, like they were just running. Like, I'm like, y'all, he's he going to get hurt. Like, but yeah. what, what were, I, since you watched him more recently, what was your kind of impression of when you, when you watched him? I mean, let's see. I watched him against uh, 2019 versus. Central Arkansas versus uh, what's the other fucking team? Uh, it was it was, it was uh, University of North Dakota and uh, another fucking game. The one I texted you about. Which one did I text you about? Oh, uh, uh, watching Trey Lance versus somebody. The fuck was that? Uh, anyway, I mean whatever. Uh, yeah, I, as soon as I watched them, I mean, the first thing that it, oh, uh, SD State was that South Dakota State, yeah, yes, that's the other game I watched, yeah. So, obviously, small schools, I mean, you know, this is not you know, he's not going up against great competition, and you know, his team is not very talented or whatever, but you know, 2019, he had 28 touchdowns, zero picks. Um, so he dominated that weak competition, which is what you want to see. But the first thing that stood out just immediately watching him was like poise, like whatever that means is kind of vague, but you see it when you see it, he is poised in the pocket when he has to throw. And I watched all his throws that I could find. And he just has that kind of poise in the pocket, kind of an easy thrower. It's, it doesn't look like he's, Forcing itself to throw, like some call you watch Mr. Biscuit or whatever. It's like they don't know how to throw. You know what I'm saying? 
he knows right. how to throw the ball. Like he's a natural thrower of the ball. Uh, he has the kind. He has uh, pretty good pocket awareness, moving in the pocket. He played with a shitty offensive line. I watched uh, him against. I think that was Central Arkansas, uh, 2020. I think they only had one game this year. He only played yes. one game this year. It was, it was one game. Yes, it was a COVID nineteen or whatever. And uh, you know, it was a it was an ugly game, kind of because I mean, look, it's one fucking game. The offensive line was horrible, horrible. And, you know, he's making throws, guys, you know, timing, all that shit. But when you watch the game, you're like, man, this dude, you could see the traits of a good quarterback. You know, it kind of kind of like he pulls that trigger on deep throws and he's got a nice deep ball, um, intermediate stuff. He got darts. You know, he's uh, you talked about him running. He's not a you know, he's not like this crazy running athlete, but he can move. You know what I'm saying? Like. In the NFL, it probably he probably wouldn't get as much, but he's got to you know get your first downs and maybe you design a couple runs here and there. Um, I was intrigued, man, like because I had like I walked in with zero bias, right? Knew absolutely nothing about him. Like I just heard his name a couple times. You told me to watch him. I said okay. And I sat down and watched him. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I could work with that. I, I, I could work with that. He- now the question is, like, I'm, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, he has a lot of moldable traits, right? Like, if you can see him getting to the right team system yeah. and, and, and doing really well. Um, I, I forgot which game I watched, but there was a, a play where he he's just – he's he's big, too. Like, he's a yeah. big, like, sturdy dude. And he made this play um, where he kind of goes – Outside to the left on a scramble, and he just know exactly which one you're talking about. Brown was kinda, like, kind of, but the the pass was like crushed around him, and he kind of tucked through and kind of kept his balance, and then moved to the uh, to the to left, the right, yeah, to the left. It was something like that. I seen like a similar play. I don't know if it's that one, and it was impressive. Like just for him, eyes downfield, pass rush coming down. He kind of just tucked, moved down that pocket. Move to the left and boom, through a dart. It was just like something you see from like Aaron. I'm not comparing to Aaron Rodgers, but like something you see like Aaron Rodgers do, Patrick Mahomes, all the good quarterbacks just make those right. little type of throws that are that you're gonna do in the league. Like you're gonna have to make those throws where you get in the much rush pocket and you just gotta figure out a way to get your throw off and you know make that nice uh, rope throw. It's funny because uh, when I was watching him, my my girl was here. Um, you know, she's a you know big football head too, and she, again, just like you, and all, all three of us, like we, I didn't know when I didn't know what to expect watching of the prospect, but she was like, "Huh, he has some kind of like." She basically said, compared him to, has a lot of similarities to Colin Kaepernick, but he seems a little more mm. advanced, more a little more advanced as, yeah. a, as, a, as a passer. I got a few flashes that. I got a few and I, flashes. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, you know what? You're all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I, and it's funny too, because like I, I saw it because it's he he's bigger than Cap, but like if you yeah. just watch how they play stylistically, then I think the thing that she said was important that he is much further along as a passer and as a thrower yeah. than Cap was at Nevada. Right. And even and even in the league, honestly. In the league, yeah, because Cap kind of pushed the ball when he threw it. Right. It was always it was always the same throw, just a 
a smoker. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Yes. Um, where I saw with Trey, like he changed his touch level on different passes. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah, he's a much better but like I think just the 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 running ability and the rushing yeah. and and kind of like they, they both kind of run when they run, they're running like gazelles, you know, type of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, it, it was a really good app comparison. I was like, shit, like I, I I see it, I see it. Um, I have no idea what his range is in the draft. Um, Daniel Jeremiah put out his first mock draft last week, and he had him going four to Atlanta, yeah. and I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, man. I mean, just from, you know, just a few little podcasts I listen to, it sounds like he's going to have a little pop in this draft, man. They say he's coming from a small school, and early how it is, he might be getting drafted a little high, bro. You know? Yeah, like... It, we it, don't I, know. We don't know. Right. I think his, his range is fascinating, and I don't think the Saints have any type of chance of drafting him unless they trade up... Um, yeah, because he, I don't, I, he's just not top. It's players. gonna be so. It's gonna be an interesting year, bro, because they got a lot of good opt-out players that opted out this past season, and I, I mean, nobody really knows how that's gonna affect affect their draft. Nobody, players. bro. Like, like some people say, like, oh, nobody, nobody's gonna care. The team won't care. Like, come on, man. You know, coaches opt out and all that. You know how they all about love of the game and all that. Yeah, shit. man. Like, bro, you don't know how that shit gonna affect. Like, I don't I, know. I, think, I, I think it'll be like the, the most interesting test player to me is speaking of the Saints and you know Louisiana is LSU's Jamar Chase. Man, that's that's the number one test. Like because talent wise, he should be the first receiver. Easily. I know the, like I know I know right. I guess, uh, my dude, my dude is a beast, the beast, the Heisman Trophy winner, but like just talent wise, he should be going. Martinez should be going number one, but after that, see like your last tape is from the national uh, championship game where he went, where he went off. <laughs> yeah, where he went off last January. So it's like I don't know. I don't know how teams. I don't know how teams do that. I don't know how they just take that. And I don't know. Like, I have no it, idea how they're gonna. Roll it is. It. It's going to be absolutely fascinating because to me, if you're a team like Miami, and let's say they just are. Let's say they don't trade for Deshaun. Let's say that they like two was their guy, which I didn't see enough, bro. But let's say they, you know, let's say they that's their guy. And to me, like the no-brainer would be to for the Dolphins to pick him at, at three. Like he's that good. Yeah. But do they do they pick him at three? I, I don't know. And especially the way wide receivers been going, man. Like, what was the last first round wide receiver to really go off? Justin Jefferson. Well, there you go. And he was like, what, back in the first round? Oh, uh-huh. you know he was like, he was a couple of picks. Like, you know, if you listen, you know, I'm not gonna name any names, but word on the street was that's that's who the Saints wanted at wherever yeah. that pick Caesar. Yeah. And yeah. It's so it's so funny too because the I guess the Vikings had thought that the Eagles were going to select Justin Jefferson, and yeah. so they they opted and took Jalen Rager. And I guess you like in, like in the the Vikings war room they just went absolutely like ballistic. 
Oh yeah, they were laughing and shit. I saw the video. It was like, oh, did you? Okay, I, I, I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. So you just, you just never know, man. It's just, it's. Yeah. I hate that the draft is not until the like literally end of April. Oh, oh, um, and so many tired storylines are going to be recycled. I will say though, with free agency and everything, and how much quarterback movement they there may be. Like, we may be getting news all the way until the end of the draft, bro. Like, yeah, man, especially since there's no combine. So, you're going to have these pro days going on, like, pretty much, you know, all throughout, like, late February, March. And that's going to be like your news days, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? It really is because, like, one thing about the combine, when the combines happen, is that's when agents and general managers got together and, like, you would hear shit. Like, and a lot of shit, like, you know, you know, deals and shit were made at, like, the combine sometimes, bro. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So and now, these pro days, and it's all going to be Zoom and videos sent out. It's going to be different. It's going to be a different year. You know, a lot, of, a lot of assuming and just fucking draft Twitter and all that shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm already over. <laughs> I've, I've been lucky and I've unfollowed or blocked a lot of like draft Twitter just because I can't I can't I can't do it I just can't bruh but you know I'm you know sticking you know it's just it's interesting just to watch watch quarterbacks um yeah especially this year because like saves me one you know what I'm saying so even though we might not draft one this year it's like this is the year you could really study quarterbacks because the Saints are in the market for a quarterback. So this is the year. Like you study, study all of them, all draft eligible quarterbacks. Go ahead to look at it because it, their number could be up. You know what I'm saying? And you just don't know. You don't know. You don't you, fucking know, bro. I mean, look, the Saints were picking 27th and then trading up to 14 to draft Davenport. So let's say this is a completely hypothetical. I don't know shit, but let's say they fall in love with Trey Lance and he starts falling. You know. Do they give up next year's first and do the same, you know, and draft a quarterback in the future? I, I, you know what I got to do, and I don't know how much I'm going to learn. I really got to watch that that Mac Jones, that Mac Wilson film, man. No, Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah I got to. I got I to watch it. I got to. I, I got to watch it, man. Like every Alabama game I saw, it. I don't know, man. Like I didn't see anything. That I, I like he's a he's a guy where it's like his ceiling. Is extremely fucking low, right? Exactly. But exactly. he also he might he might already be at his ceiling, right? Like that. But, but like could, that could can be he, fucking good too, right? Like I can see him having a career going to the right team and being have like an Andy Dalton like career. Exactly. Exactly. Like maybe better, you know? Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying, like, and I know it's hard to evaluate him because of everything that was around him at Alabama, but. I didn't watch a lot of Alabama games, but like the ones I did see, I was like, man, like he's he's good. Like, why is like yeah. like I hate I don't I, I, I feel like I'm kind of scared to say it, but like I'm like he's he's good. <laughs> that is the whole Alabama quarterback thing, man. And I get it because I, I I come from it too. It's like, do I trust this motherfucker? I don't trust this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. Man, I mean, he threw, I mean, offensive line is immaculate. 
pocket is immaculate. You throw and, it in it. And he's throw still, okay. NFL wide receivers. So he's let me let me name the four NFL wide receivers he's thrown to the last two seasons of Alabama. Henry oh. Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, Jalen Wild. <laughs> and who's his running back? Oh, <laughs> Najee Harris. Najee like, Harris. <laughs> like a fucking, and I don't even know the offensive lineman name, but I'm still coming to the motherfuckers uh, going to the NFL. Uh, Alex Leatherwood's going to be a first rounder. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. this dude, this dude playing, already playing on for an NFL team, basically, bro. Like, let's, let's keep this. Keep on, this a good, on a good NFL team, too. It's like, bro, right. come on. But, like, it's, I, I watched some of him, so I maybe have a better idea. But like, I didn't. Anytime I watched him, it was like, you know, it, is that just maybe Steve Sarkeesian? And shout out to Steve Sarkeesian. Did you see him in the in the national championship? Right, he was. Yeah, bro. Up, bro. He, he was calling the plays, bro. Yeah. He, he's trying to reboot himself, man. You know. I had no idea that he was Persian. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but white dude. Yeah, but it's, it's the last name. And like my, it's like you, my girlfriend has a way of like, oh, like he's Persian or he's whatever, and then she pronounces like their name about like she did with like Anusha. Like, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, um, let's let's wrap this up. Um, we'll pro- we'll probably have an episode before the Super Bowl. Um, I do hopefully want to try to get Kevin Patra on the show. Since there's a lot of news coming out of Detroit, you know, he can, you know, he, as if anyone's going to be able to tell us more about Matt Stafford and what have you. Um, and I should have asked this earlier when we were talking about Matt Stafford and Winston. Do you buy into, you know, us getting like a little, little coupon discount on Matt Stafford because, you know, because old, old Dan Campbell's over, over in Detroit, bro. I mean, it's possible, bro. I don't know. I don't. Uh, who, who's running? Who's the GM over there? I don't even know. Uh, I know Chris Billman kind of got like involvement over there. Yeah, Chris Billman. Like he, he's like, yeah, he's something in ownership. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I could see us just getting because I mean, it's 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 an interesting situation because it seems like Stafford is involved in this, so I think they're yes. gonna let him go where he wants, which is a huge thing. Yeah, and so as so, as as him, he gets to kind of survey the league mm-hmm. and say, "Huh, where where can I go and win a championship?" And like, there's not that many teams, bro. Like, if you really think about it, how like how many places could a quarterback go to a ready-made situation where there's an opening where they feel like they can win a Super Bowl? <laughs> That's a short list, bro. Saints. Who else? <laughs> if, if the Packers decided to move on from, although no way the Detroit would trade Green Bay, but like Packers, uh, a healthy, a healthy um, San Francisco team. Maybe the Eagles, but they've looked. They're looking like no. I, they 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 all in on wins. Bro, that's a that's a short list. Dallas, the Cowboys, you know, I mean, you know, Dak ain't signed. He's, you know, he's free agent. Dak ain't going over, bro. <laughs> I don't think so either, but like, you know, Stafford, yeah. I, think, I think Stafford, he's from Texas, right? Yes. Uh, Both him and Drew Brees went to the same, same high school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's, it, I think that's one thing as a Saints fan you can kind of look at in your favor. Like, there aren't many teams when you – bro, you, you want to hear something wild? We are the Tampa Bay Bucks of last season. Man, you ain't lying, bro. You ain't fucking lying, man. That, Here we are. That's what we are, bro. <laughs> we got we got the weapons. We got the defense. Do we have the weapons, man? Because Mike Towns, oh, man, I don't oh, know. Oh, listen, bro. I, if you're a Saints fan, take my advice. You should, yeah, just unfollow Mike Thomas. Like, just <laughs> it's, just please. He he's getting he's getting into Twitter beast with Carlton Davis, and I don't mind Twitter beast, <laughs> but when the players like locked you up, and I get you know you were injured, but with, like you weren't injured week one, Mike. <laughs> like, yeah, got, he, got, he locked you up. He locked you up week one and in the playoffs, man. Come, like, and them balls was hitting your hands, some of them at least. Come yeah. on, bro. I'm just, and then like, <laughs> like the way he was super caping for Brady, like. <laughs> Oh, man. Do yourself a favor. Unfollow Michael on Instagram. Unfollow him on Twitter. Like, that's that's the first step, like, in terms of detaching. Like, bro, I unfollowed Mike so quick after that game on Sunday because you know why? I knew what was fuck was coming. I was like, I don't want to – I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. I don't. But, yes, in theory, yes, we do have the weapons. <laughs> in theory. Um. All right, so let's let's wrap this up. We'll if, if something happens, we'll, we'll have an emergency podcast. It, it sounded like they wanted, like they were going to start working out, you know, working out the trade and all that, starting like this week. So it wouldn't shock me if there was an, a, a, a deal or agreement reached where it's one of those. Um, I believe it was like a, the Alex Smith situation when the Chiefs oh. traded him to. Uh, like oh, Reds- good call. The Redskins, but yeah, yeah, it couldn't it couldn't be made official until um the, the, the league year opened. But that shit was like announced like a month before the league, <laughs> month before the league the league started. Um, yeah. So it wouldn't shock me whoever Matt Stafford gets traded to. That's it may be a, a deal like that. Um, anyway, uh, we're gonna try to get Kevin Patrick on here. Uh, you know, from NFL.com, talk about you know Lions, talk about Matt Stafford. Uh, you know, just him as a player and, and things like that. And then I'm gonna get you on record right now. Who you got? Chiefs, Bucks. Chiefs. Yeah. It, it. I. I. I wish it was a lot easier for me to root for the Chiefs, but like they have so many piece of shit people on their team. Like I. Yeah. I, I can't outwardly root for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. I. Do, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be particularly close either. Yeah, I, I mean, I ain't rooting for nobody in this this one. No. You know, I just think the Chiefs, you know, I, Patrick Mahomes, like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, my that's, that's my analysis. That's <laughs> it. Don't, don't bet against 15. They could like, be down, eight, like, 18, like 20 points in the going into the fourth quarter, and I'll still be like, <laughs> Mahomes got this, bro. That is absolutely wild. <laughs> bro, when, when Buffalo went up 9 0, I was like, no, bro. Come on. I saw that. I was like, oh, no. Nah, come on now. All right. Uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll, you know, hopefully have some, some more episodes coming up. Uh, we're going to dig into draft season is approaching. So Ryan and I are going to, you know, formally do episodes of us diving into some prospects. I don't, you know, if you want, yeah. if, if you want a prospect 
you know, we'll, we'll probably put it on, on, on the Twitter side of like what prospect we should really dive into, um, give, you know, three, three options. And then we'll, we'll dive into that, you know, that said prospect, um, we'll keep it coming. You know, we'll hopefully have some non-football episodes here, um, the next couple of weeks, we just see how things, it's just been crazy busy with me with work and everything, but we still got content coming. Um, and then we'll figure out, like, no one's really reached out and regarding the mask, even if you are a subscriber or donator. Uh, so we'll figure out how to get those out to, to those who, who want a mask and, you know, until those suppliers up. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Enjoy not having to think about football this upcoming weekend. Like, you just fucking chill. Like, just chill. Although, bro, there's one more, there's one more football game left and then we don't got shit. Yeah, man, but fuck it, man. You got nothing to do this weekend, man. Go ahead and barbecue, boil some crawfish or some shrimp or something. You know, enjoy the weather. Beautiful outside. You know, fuck them Saints, man. Don't worry about them. No, no. They don't worry about you. Don't worry about them. Um, So with that, we're going to get out of here. We out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.